Hey guys, I'm Jackie Brubaker, your host of That Girl, the podcast. I'm an author, performer, two-time Emmy Award winner, human relationship specialist, and founder of the wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. Each week, I bring on inspiring people and experts in their field to have powerful, motivational, and enlightened conversations about relationships, self-development, and how you can live your most authentic life. Follow us for daily updates on myself and the podcast at That Girl the Podcast and at Jackie Brubaker on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and our Patreon page. While you're at it, make sure to check out my new wellness website, loveyoueavenmore.com. If you're wanting to dig into developing more self-worth, be healthier about relationships, and learn how to date smarter, go to loveyoueavenmore.com and follow us on Instagram at loveyoueavenmore. Welcome, Julie Goring, to That Girl, the podcast. Today, we are going to talk about selling and how selling is feminine. And I am so excited to talk to you about this because selling does not feel very comfortable for most people, especially women trying to sell their products or themselves. I am guilty of this too. It feels easier to sell for someone else than it does for you. So I always like to let my guests introduce themselves and give a little background because you can do a much better job than I can. So Julie, tell us about you. Sure. Okay. Well, thank you for having me on the podcast. And so my name is Julie Goring and I call myself right now a feminine leadership and sales coach. And what I really do is I help women really, I support women in standing in their power and feeling really confident in sales and selling conversations as themselves. I'm really passionate about that. Um, but a little bit just about my background is I have a 30 year like experience in sales. I literally started selling when I was really, really young because my father was a high level executive salesperson and really successful. So he was talking to me about sales. I'm not kidding you, like when I was six years old, but all of the jobs that I have had since I was 15 years old have been in sales. And then as we were just sort of speaking about, I was touching on 10 years ago, I ended up leaving my my sales career in like working for a nine to five in California. And I relocated to Costa Rica and that started my entrepreneurial journey, um, where I started a business here for, for women. And I was really supporting them around their health and nutrition and fitness. And I was doing like high touch one-to-one coaching. So I was selling packages there. So then my entrepreneurial journey with business and then selling um, has been going on with that for the last almost 10 years. And more recently, like during this pandemic, through a lot of deep work that I've been doing around the feminine and um, embodiment practices and really just wanting to to contribute to the world that I wanted to see, it was like called through me to create this program that I have been working with the last year called the Feminine Selling Academy, where I really support women, um, like like I just mentioned, around sales, being themselves. So Uh, that's a little bit about me. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so awesome. Um, Yes, I was very enamored the fact that you live in Costa Rica and you have for so long... Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people, 
we'll see on social media, like, oh, you know, I quit my job and then I moved to Costa Rica and I've been like supporting myself. And I know that so many women, especially are like, how did she do that? How do I do? I want to do that too. How do I do that? So most of it does have to be, you know, A, you need to be an entrepreneur or become one if you haven't. And B, you need to sell your product, which is usually going to be you. So let's talk about when you went from being a part of a huge company to now it's your company. What kind of, what did that look like when you were first starting out and first trying to sell yourself and your products? Wow. I mean, I think the most important thing that anyone needs to have is just a belief in yourself, a real belief in yourself that, you know, wherever you've gotten so far in life. So like, for example, when I was, I was working in biotech and pharmaceutical sales, which was a really highly sought out position and I was very successful. And so I just took like, Hey, I was able to achieve this. Right. And use that like to fuel myself. You know what? I'm going to try something totally different. I don't know how to like start my own business. Right. But I'm going to go for it and try to figure it out as I go. And you know, if it works, it works. And if not, I can keep trying or I can always just go back to my old life. Right. And so it really starts with just a real belief in yourself. There's some inner work that I think has to come first because anyone achieving anything really cool in life, when you talk to them, usually they didn't know how they were going to get there. They just really followed like their belief in themselves and just taking, you know, step after step after step and going for it like that. That's so true. Um, so, but like with the nitty gritty of starting something, like what were some of the problems that you ran into? Well, so when, when I first started my business, you know, it, it will, Actually, more specifically, like, was there something specific you're thinking about? Because when I started it, I started it in, so I was started, I started doing coaching, like in person in my community, right? Sort of to just, um, you know, just test my abilities in that and, 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 and get the word out. Right. And this, when I moved here was like, I moved at the end of 2010. So we're like 2011, 2012. We're like this whole online world that exists was very not mainstream. No one knew about it. So I started there, right? Built slowly and then, you know, started to promote my services online and was then able to build an online business that way. So it, I mean, okay. it, it's really about just taking things one step at a time and building your confidence along the way. Okay. So if you were, um, you know, somebody who's just like starting out and they've never sold anything before and they believe in themselves, but like they're having a hard time. And maybe this is a further into the conversation kind of question, but like they're having a hard time selling the product or selling themselves. Like what are some of the first steps they can do to actually get over that? It's a psychological block, essentially. Sure. Sure. What, what can they do? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I was kind of answering your questions really like around the whole big structure of business. But when you're talking about sales, okay, very specifically, number one, the most important thing is this mindset piece or or the way you currently, like psychologically, like you said, like how you actually feel about selling. 
right? Like taking a moment to become aware of that because your mindset and all your beliefs and feelings and the energy that you have around it will is like the number one indicator of your success with it. So the first step is to look at what you believe. And this is something that I teach in the Feminine Selling Academy is like, when you start to look at what's there, like, right, selling is a dirty word in our culture, right? People are like, ooh, I don't want to sell. I don't yeah. like, like, think about what you think of a salesperson. And the point of that is like, it's not your fault you feel that way. There's deep programming and conditioning around sales. You see it in movies. Like I always talk about, um, do you remember Vacation with Chevy Chase? Yes, I was just watching your clip on that. And it's true. Yeah, the, the car salesman, it just like talk your ear off and you feel so disempowered. And you're like, I guess I'll get the ugly car. I, <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, it, it was just this paradigm of where the person offering, the salesperson, like had, they had the power dynamic was in their favor. And so they would use exploitation and manipulation really in, in some sales situations. And that's just what we tend to think sales is. Like we've all had some experience where we felt sold to or manipulated or yeah. screwed over or, you know, like just how we've been conditioned in movies. And so that's like the first thing we need to look at to see what's there because the real truth of the matter, and I just can see this because I've been selling for 30 years and I've been in literally thousands of selling situations is that Selling is a neutral process. It's actually like a magical process. And it's just the exchange between two people, right? And you can't have a business without sales and you can't have sales without a business. They like go together. But how you show up to the conversation is everything. And you get to choose that. And so I think this is even extra complicated for women because what has been modeled to us especially if you haven't been in sales for a long time and know that this isn't the case, what has been modeled is a very masculine style of sales that is a little bit like you might consider it aggressive or competitive or pushy or really in your face. Right. And, you know, and, and maybe even unethical. And for most women, most women aren't necessarily wanting to be like that. However, the reason it's even worse for women is even if you are like that as a woman, right, then there's like this blowback that you're like a bitch or you're selfish or you're pushy because women aren't supposed to exhibit those behaviors. So it makes it extra tricky for women. Yeah. yeah. So I think that the first piece is just to look at what you believe about it and be exposed to someone like me that's like, like it's a neutral process and how you show up matters. And honestly, after 30 years of being in sales, the most successful salespeople are always coming from their feminine energy, right? Because it's, it's really about connecting and caring for the person, for the, that prospective client that, that, that you're working with. And really sales is the people business, right? It's about taking care of people. Who is better at taking care of a human being than a woman? That's right. That's right. I We talk a lot about the divine feminine and the divine masculine on this podcast, especially recently this year, and I'm in love with it. So I love that you're talking about 
coming from a naturally divine feminine place in sales. And it's really what you believe, because I think that is the real message here too, is like, whether you're a woman or not, like if you don't really believe in what you're selling and you, if you have, like you said, this programming, like, oh, well, even if I believe in it, I'm trying to sell it. So thus it feels icky or I feel like I'm manipulating. If you've still got that programming, like, like you said, it's definitely go, I would definitely join your academy, but also, you know, really work on those blocks and where did they come from? Is it from your you know, father? Is it from other men in your life? Like, where does that come from? And why is that still holding you back? Why are you afraid to not get past that block? What's going to happen if you do, you know? And that's the question, like what will happen if you actually do sell from your heart and then give someone the product that you believe in, and then they do well with it and they're happy. Like, is that, is that manipulative? No, it's absolutely just being honest of, you know, I have something that I believe in and I think you'll love it. I think it's great for you. Here's the thing. You're, you're, you're bringing up a really good point. It's all about the perspective you take, because if you take the perspective that I'm going to show up and serve this person and really inquiry in, if I can, like, I want to understand deeply what is going on for them? What challenge or problem do they have that they're they're seeking support in, right? Like understanding that deeply and understand, like being honest with yourself and ethical as women tend to always be like, yeah. will this really help this person? And if this is really going to help this person, how is that manipulating? You're helping this person, right? Like you're offering them a solution. And the truth is, is they're looking for one. They're hoping you have the answer. They've been struggling and that's why they're reaching out. And so there is nothing manipulative about serving someone. But if you don't come from that place, like you come from the place where you're really like centered on yourself and maybe your financial goals or what you're going to say or whatever, then it is going to feel like that because you're coming from a selfish place. But if you can get like outside of yourself and really show up like present yeah. And to serve this person, right? And you are because you're giving them, them your energy, your attention, your presence, and you're really trying to understand. I mean, that's that's a huge gift. You're 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 right. you're literally giving someone a present. <laughs> well, and I believe that you know your time is the most you know important thing that you have to give. And if you are you know really taking the time to talk to that person and like you said, understand them, they will feel that, and it is genuine. Um, Now, what if, hold on, I just had it in my head. Okay. (laughs) What if you are feeling good about the product, but maybe, you know, you've learned like catchphrases or things you're supposed to say or ways to, you know, quote, close, um, and you're just getting really hung up on this. How do you verbally actually sell to someone? Because I think a lot of people, if they've never sold before, they're just not sure what to say. And like I said, maybe they've read stuff like you should say this or you should do that. And then it just feels completely inauthentic. Absolutely. I do. I am not a big proponent of following scripts or what other people say, because if it doesn't fit for you, it doesn't work. I think the most important thing is that everyone needs to understand what a selling conversation is what sales process is because it's a road. You're like taking someone on a path 
And it's the same path every single time that you like walking this road through a sales cycle, but the conversations had on that path are different because you're talking to different people, right? And they're going to have their own set of, you know, like whatever they're trying to work on and why it, you know, they haven't been able to achieve it on their own. It's going to be a unique conversation. So if you understand the path that you're going on and what those steps are, then you're free to show up as yourself and have that conversation how you naturally would along that path. And this is where women's superpowers come through when they just show up as themselves because women tend to be really good at listening, right? You need to listen. You need to deeply understand. You need to empathize with that person and see it from their view, right? Women love to collaborate with other people, right? And help people make empowered decisions. So like that is, that is what you're doing along the process. So I think the reason there's so much anxiety around sales is because people don't really know what they're doing. And then they just like piece together like different information from books. And it might be like from people that are practicing what I call traditional sales or, you know, it doesn't feel authentic to them. And so they're saying things that don't, that don't feel good. And then they don't really know what the sales process is and where they're supposed to be. And so then it just feels awful. So I think it's about empowering yourself with the information of what am I actually doing in a selling conversation? Is there, because there's actually a path you're walking. Do I know that path? And then, and then once you know that, then it's going to be fine. And you just show up as yourself, right? And you're present. You're not distracted by what am I going to say next? What am I supposed to do here? What is she going to say when I say the price? And you can actually get in touch with like your intuition when you're present and it will help you navigate that conversation with ease and grace and really take someone on this journey um, that at the end, you know, you can make a decision of if it makes sense for you to work together or if, you know, what, what you're offering makes sense to that person. That's so true. And you brought up a really good point. Let's talk about pricing and telling someone the price of something. So money is very emotional and women, we feel money on a deeply emotional, you know, in a deeply emotional way. And, you know, I think there are two parts to this, this question. One is like pricing your product that feels correct for you, but also is competitive, I would say, or, you know, realistic, but also then like saying how much it is to someone and then not, you know, and, and then dealing with their reactions. So let's let's start with with actually pricing your product and making that authentic to you. Cause that's a difficult thing to do. Absolutely. And you actually like that just pricing in general has a lot of aspects and a lot, a lot to it to unpack there. I think there's two things. One, yeah, you have to come to whatever price that, you know you think you'll know like what the value of your work is. You know what, you'll know what other people with your experience are getting paid and like what the value of your work is. Right. And you need to practice saying your price out loud. And if you feel in your body super uncomfortable with that, you know, you're not ready to receive that. And if that's how you show up to a selling conversation, someone's going to feel that. They're going to sense it and they're going to know, and they might not articulate that back to you, but they're going to know. So you absolutely need to do the inside work of saying your price and being ready to receive that price. I think that that, that's step one. The other thing is, is like, 
you need to make sure that you're pre-qualifying people you're talking to. So if you're a coach, let's say, and you charge $5,000 for a six-month package, right? And you just like never share your price with anyone and they don't know that maybe you're a premium coach, right? Like your pricing. And then you just have anyone book a call with you, right? And then you get to that place in the call and the person's like, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. Well, they, they might not have actually been a great lead for you in the, the first place because they might not be your ideal client. Maybe they were only looking to spend $1,000 or something, right? So I think there's also um, some strategy around who you're talking to because it, it will feel terrible if, if you're doing all this work to say your price and then you're constantly getting on calls with people who are not your ideal clients and would never pay that anyway. Then you start to think it has something to do with your price, but it doesn't. It just, you're, you're, there's, there's positioning and targeting um, that, that you need to do with your offering and you need to pre-qualify your leads to make sure before you use your precious time on a call talking to them, that they actually have an urgent problem and will be willing to spend this kind of money if you guys are a good fit. Does that make um, sense? Yes. I think just to clarify, like, so I'm just thinking like if someone has a website or whatnot, like, should you be posting your price? Should you, like, how could a potential lead figure out if like you're in their ballpark? Well, I think if you're a coach, it's really smart to, um, there's, there's a few different ways you can do it. And I always work with my clients to find what's best. You could put it on your website. You could also like put a range, like I'm in the mid four figures to work with me for six months. You don't have to tell them the exact price, but you could at least give them a ballpark understanding. You want to empower people with information. If you empower people with information, they're going to be much more participative in the selling process. You don't want to have people like not feeling like you're going to sell to them and, you know, they're not going to share with you the information you need to know if you can really collaborate together and, you know, like, right. If you can really help them. So empower people with as much information as possible. It it's the people that you're meant to serve, they will come. Mm -hmm. So, the other thing you can do is if someone books a call, you can have it like a few questions, you know, um, to pre-qualify your lead and just say like, you know, um, you can have a question in there. Are like, are you ready to invest in this one to 10? And if someone puts like a five or a four, you know, they're not really going to invest. Right. Um, and you can say in there, my packages range in this price. Is that, a, you know, like, just so, you know. so those are ways that then people are ready for it. Okay. That's such good advice. Um, and then also about like getting to the very end when, you know, let's say that you've, you know, had this great call and this person is like pre-qualified and then they're like, yes, like I'm ready to do this. But what, I guess people always talk about closing it. Like, is it just as simple as like, cool, let's do it. Or what if there's like, you know, hesitancy, like you feel like, you know, that you're going to make this sale. And then they're like, you know what, can I just think about it for like the night? Like, how do you approach stuff like that? Absolutely. So what you're really talking about is objections, right? Guiding objections. And so there, once you understand what you're doing in a sales call, there are lots of ways to make sure as you're walking someone through the process that you're on the same page. So if you know how to do that and you've been on the same page with them, you're already building towards the yes. If you have it, then you could get blindsided with like, I need to think about it. Now, that's okay if someone tells you they need to think about it. 
oftentimes that when people have objections at the, um, at the end, right. It, it doesn't mean they're saying no to you and it doesn't mean they don't want your offering. It means there is something unsettled in them that they, they need to explore, that they need to think through. And it's, a, it's an opportunity for you to actually guide them through that process with care and help them make an empowered decision. Because think about it from their perspective. They're probably thinking, is this the right thing for me? Am I going to mess it up? Am I going to follow through? You know, like for instance, if it was like, you know, coach fitness coaching with me, the last three training programs, I just like got unmotivated and didn't follow through. Right. Like they're at, they're questioning themselves. Then they're like, you know, is, is it, is another product right for me? Like there's all these questions circulating in their head. And so this is your opportunity to really hold space and empathy and just say, Hey, I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, always validate their concern. That That's what you, that's the first thing you say, oh, you need to think about it. I totally understand. I want to help you make an empowered decision. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anything that's still sort of that you're, that you're thinking about that you want to think about and give them an opportunity to share more with you and, and talk through that. And there might be other things that you can share with them because one huge mistake uh, I see when, just everyone make um, when they're offer, selling their products or offering their services is they assume that the person they're talking to really understands the transformation or the, the benefits of what's being offered here. And so um, it, like, don't assume that, you know, yeah. you have to put yourself in their, if you put yourself like in their position, it's like, oftentimes they don't know the transformation that's available to them. You know it because, you know, you've worked with clients and then you've brought them along like some sort of journey. So you're like standing on a wall and you can see on both sides, but that person that is talking to you that hasn't signed up has no idea what's on the other side of that wall. And so you need to make sure through, through story, through metaphors, through speaking of transformations that you've really like, illustrated to them what's possible, you know, because when people understand the, the transformation that's possible most of the time, because they don't know, they don't think that's possible. That's like priceless to them and they will pay for that value. So. Yeah, that's such a good point. And I think it goes hand in hand with really believing in your products because most likely you've already gone through that transformation yourself to tell the tale and who better to tell it than you? Oh, that's such a good point. Um, I just think there gets there's so much stickiness around, you know, numbers and money and like really, you know, selling, you know, what you're worth and all of that. And, you know, women, I think, are so easily like, oh, let me just do it for free. Or let me just keep giving it away for free. And we're just so afraid to ask for what we're worth. And again, that just goes back to what, what do you, what are your stuck, you know, limiting beliefs and what do you need to work on on yourself before you really start selling something that even you believe in, but you're just not believing in yourself to sell it somehow. Like all those like mental blocks are so important to get over. So important. And I think it's really like, um, beautiful for all of us women to have a lot of grace with ourselves and remember like, like American women are watching this. It was like a hundred years ago. Like 
125 years ago, like the best you could want for your life was to marry well, right? You, you, you weren't a part of the workforce. You weren't able to have this kind of autonomy over your life, right? It, it was a different time. So actually being a part of the economy in this way, in like in the evolution of human history, it's like, it's a second in time. This is very new and we're yeah. still figuring this all out. And these all of what we're dealing with are the vestiges from another time that are living inside of us. And so, um, yeah, it's, it, it's important to, to do a little bit of like peeking around in there and, um, and seeing what stories and programming you're carrying. That's not your fault. So you don't need to feel bad about it. And then just kind of, if you look at it, you can go, okay, now I can kind of see through that now. And it helps you kind of process and release that and, and able to create new beliefs and ideas about things and how you want to show up that um, are intentional for what you're trying to create today as the person you are now. Oh, I love this. This is such great information. Um, I know I've had issues selling my own stuff in the past and yet easily sold other things at the same time. It's just, it's so weird how it affects people. And I know there are so many people listening who are going to love this information. Please tell people how they can find you and sign up for your academy and all of the, all of the things. Yes. So I have, a, I have a bunch of freebies. So if anyone wants any of my feminine selling resources, you can just DM me at selling is feminine on Instagram, but I also have a website and it's selling is And the resources are there too. You can read all about the feminine selling Academy, which is my eight week transformational program that literally takes, I have testimonials on there. Women from like, I dreaded sales calls to like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to connect with other women and like raising their rates and getting clients immediately paid in full. Like it's so, mm. it's awesome. We're just any, any woman listening to this, I just want them to know you are naturally good at sales. You have so much value. And as soon as you align a few things, you're gonna, you'll be on fire. Ah, I love this. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Julie. This was awesome to talk to you. I learned a ton today as well. <laughs> it was so fun to talk to you too. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Remember, sharing is caring. Make sure to rate the podcast and leave a review. We really rely on this to help get the podcast out there. Also, make sure to watch the video version on YouTube at That Girl the Podcast.